0: So we're back for the first episode of the NES podcast in 2022. We're recording this one live. Uh, Well, not really live, but it's from the NES facility uh, here in North Haven. First time we're going to be doing a podcast here, actually. So it's been pretty fun setting up, uh, getting prepared for that. Uh, Today, we were going to talk about what you should be looking for in a strength coach uh, or a personal trainer. Uh, we're also going to talk about supplements, uh, supplementation you should be taking uh, for athletes. We're not really talking about you know turmeric or, or turmeric, whatever it is, or, or vitamin D, uh, not like basic supplements for everyday health, but for athletes. Uh, and that's going to be the episode. So before we get into all of that, uh, just uh, wanted to maybe give us an update on anything new going around the the gym uh, since we last talked, and that.
1: Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff going on outside of the negative eight degree uh, temperatures outside. Don't know why I'm still living in Connecticut. Probably should move, but I have kids and I'm locked down. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so right now we got basketball in the end season. Uh, they, I got a lot of basketball players. They've been doing great work. Um, COVID has been a challenge, much like the past whatever, two and a half years since this whole fun thing has started. Deal. It feels like two and a half years, probably hasn't been, but so some of their games have gotten canceled and they're having, you know, challenges managing that. But you know, when they are playing, uh, they're doing great last night, uh, Tim Dawson led represent new Haven, Tim Dawson plays for university of Bridgeport. Uh, they actually won last night and he was one of the reasons why that they won. So that is on my Graham story. If you want to hear the 22nd, uh, news blurb on him. But basketball, everybody's doing great, going through all the normal challenges of the end season, keeping their weight up, taking care of their bodies. It's been easier. So the only benefit of COVID is it's been allowing them to do the ankle work, the, st- the stabilization stuff, less games, less activity, more chances to fuel your body. So uh, with uh, specifically the hand and hurl- hall girls basketball team, uh, we were able to do a zoom a couple days ago and I was able to give them you know a little bit more intensive in-season workout because they were all basically quarantined and there was a week and a half where they didn't do anything and part of getting competitive advantage is when everybody else is sitting there you know playing around playing video games doing whatever high school girls do which i have no idea nor do i want to know um you know we're doing a whole bunch of proactive things because for them high school high school season is less important we're looking at big picture, and for them, it's the summer and the AAU season. So the less injuries we have and the more proactive things we could do during a time where there's a slowdown, according to, I don't know, some COVID expert, it's, or really it's just generally temperature, but I, it's normally better in the summer. I don't know if we have enough data, but <laughs> yeah. um, the more we can do when we're restricted where they don't have to play, ultimately the more it's going to put us in a better position to play well in the summer when it counts. And you know, when more people are, you know, watching them play. So that's been good on the basketball front baseball. We are in, we're around month three of off season baseball training. Um, I got a really motivated, good group of athletes uh, that are hungry Um, all my weight gain, I don't even have any really weight loss guys for baseball. That's good. They're they're mostly weight gain or maybe get a little leaner. Um, they're all doing great. Everybody's up, you know, 12 to 15 pounds in 12 weeks. And generally our goal is, you know, a pound a week or so. Some people move at a faster rate, some a slightly slower rate, but balls are being hit harder. Balls are going to be thrown harder. So these guys are ramping up now with their velo for pitchers. They're now starting to throw bullpens, and then the timetable: high school guys have to be ready March fifteenth, pro or college guys have to be ready, you know, middle end of February, and then the pro guys have to be ready, you know, as soon as February first to February fifteenth. Um, of those pro guys, uh, a guy that stands out, Nick Mondak. He uh, pitched for Watertown in high school. Went to Saint John's in college. He was drafted by the angels in the 18th round this past year so he's a weight gain guy he was around 186 188 when he came in he's up to 207 Um, his goal weight was 205 so he's creeping on 20 pounds since he's been home Um, and just he's a guy that you know every tool that you give him for the toolbox he takes it and uses it and the more tools you have in your toolbox generally the better you're gonna be um, so great work on his part. Justin Guerrero is home. Anybody that's listening to this podcast knows who he is. Um, so he's up, you know, for him, he doesn't have to gain as much weight for him. It's hit a ball off a tee, whatever, 115 miles an hour. So it's just smash bombs. That's the prerequisite for, uh, his job now. So he's up <laughs> strengths going up. He's looking really good. Um, you know, the big thing for these guys is, they're going to walk in March 1st and you're going to see who worked and who didn't. So when you come back 25 30 pounds bigger, stronger, you know, there's the physical matrix of being able to throw a ball hard and being able to hit a ball hard. But what these what front offices are looking is what did you do in your off season? So if he came back at 185 the same way that he left, that's just not I mean, everything is measured. So you know, Mm -hmm. these guys physically looking noticeably different when they report that automatically first impressions are big and that is a great way. There's no better way to start off day one than for people to walk around. And I don't want to say that most of my guys that report to big league training camp are spring training. You know, there's very few times I get, my guys get drug tested. So, uh, I had one guy, and it was like three years ago and he came back and they're like, everybody's like, oh man, you got bigger. You look great. Ba, blah 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 drug test. <laughs> so I'll take that as a compliment because yep. obviously I'm not in the business of giving performance enhancing drugs to my athletes, but yeah, I want my guys to get a drug test. That's, that's how we know we're doing stuff the right way. I love, I've been accused a good amount of times um, at that level. And even at the high school level, People think that my some of my high school kids are on steroids, so I take that as a compliment. But it's asinine that you would think that because that's exactly opposite of what I believe. So good stuff going on there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is kind of funny with the whole steroid thing. Uh, I mean, hey, at least they uh, there's a noticeable difference. You, you know? know, that's our goal is we want to look different. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a good, uh, lead into, to what you should look for in a strength coach. Uh, a guy who's probably not going to give you steroids is a good first start. Um, but besides that, uh, you know, education, uh, do you think strength coaches or personal trainers should, uh, you know, go to school for, for their job?
1: Uh, I would say it probably would help. Um, if you look at, you can't have, a, you know, you wouldn't go to a doctor that isn't, you know, never went to college. You wouldn't choose your lawyer to represent you if he never was educated. You wouldn't have an accountant manage your money. If they weren't educated, you wouldn't have a financial advisor uh, manage your money that way if you didn't have, if they didn't have any education. And you could say nurse, accountant, and all the other thing, architect, you wouldn't want your house built by me. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. Yeah.
0: House. You definitely want your house built by someone who knows how to build
1: houses. Definitely. So wouldn't you want your your child's trainer to know, be educated on training your child? Yeah. I mean, you know my answer.
0: Uh, it definitely should be a thing in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, it's not like a doctor. Or, I mean, it's not the same as a doctor, but a doctor also does work on your body. When you go to a strength coach, you know, you're doing work on your body. If you're not going to someone who knows what they're doing, you can wind up getting hurt.
1: You'll actually might have to go to a real doctor, you know, like they can hurt you. So with our field, it's not regulated or governed, which means anybody that's listening to this podcast can go to a local certification and you know, at the weekend, you don't even want to leave your house. It's COVID. You can get your personal training degree and start training people. And so we're on Saturday. Tay, you could go by Monday and be a certified personal trainer and start training people. Uh, that's the problem with our field. Agree.
0: No, no, I definitely do. Uh, that it is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it, it just seems to be happening more and more like Everywhere, though, it seems it's just like a bunch of people who are don't have experience, just like come in and are trying to push themselves as, as like experts or something. It's...
1: There's because of social media. I Look, I love social media. I use it. It's great. Uh, I support it, even though I'm like a next generation. I use a typewriter guy, but I'm still am all about it. The problem is like there's a there's every This is what I get all the time. Common questions are, hey, what do you think about this new supplement? Which we're going to talk about later. And I yell at people when they tell me because I use one supplement company uh, and because most of them are garbage. And the second one is, hey, have you heard of uh, Jimmy Dickface Face sports performance? And it's, no, I haven't heard of Jimmy Dickface. Face. And I don't, I mean, because they're coming up like every week. Everybody's yeah. like, I'm athletic. I used to play sports. I like people. I like to work out. I think I'll train people. That's the thought process. But, generally stops there and what you get is people stealing things off Instagram and I call it performance meatloaf and this is where people will go somebody will go in and they'll take something from me and something from Cressy and something from Bomarito and then and something over knees over toes guy and something from here and something from there and it's like how are you doing my exercise when you don't know what my business is and you don't know the structure and the, my timing and my periodization and and the skill level of my athletes, and and you don't know you don't know any of this stuff, but magically my program works the same day as my exercise works the, the same time the same day as yours. So what you're getting is people just cheating and putting shit together, generally doing it wrong and hurting people. So that's the problem with you know this business, and because there's I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of the certification companies, but part of the problem is the certification companies have one big super certification company with a lot of money that's making sure that they're keeping it okay for this to happen because they're the biggest business. I'm not going to name the name of the place, but they're the biggest place and money talks and nobody wants to go against these guys and sue them and cause a whole bunch of racket when you don't know what the end result is going to be. And then they are the ones that are pumping out these certifications and promoting this stuff and having 9 million of them. And you, you could be, you want to be a nutrition expert. You can get a certification tomorrow and start giving nutritional advice. You want to be a kinetic chain PT expert. You can get that. You can get a certification in anything and you can put all this shit at the end of your name. And unfortunately at the end of the day, not know your ass from your elbow. With that being said, uh, you know, when you're looking for somebody, whether this is for your, 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 chi- your child athlete or yourself, number one, you want to be educated. You should go get at least a bachelor's degree. I'm not saying get a master's degree, but they're going to teach you anatomy, physiology. And outside of the nuts and bolts of, or the X's and O's of education, I mean, what, you're, what, an, what a bachelor's degree says is I've dedicated myself in an area. And I am showing that I know how to learn, process, and commit to something to give me a foundational base to build off of. And you cannot do that by just going to get a certification. So they should be educated. Now you're saying, Ned, is there anybody? Oh, I'm self-taught. Okay. So that really doesn't work because... Some people can be – my wife is great. She self-teaches herself a whole bunch of stuff that I can't even figure out. She's super smart. But this is this field in being self-taught. If you're smart enough to self-teach yourself, you're smart enough to know not to go into this field, which means (laughs) you're going to self-teach yourself to do electric work, and computers and a whole bunch of things where you can make more money. So your people that are smart enough to generally self-teach themselves are smart enough to not allocate too much time in the web design. Uh, there's so many other things that you can get really smart. My uncle, he knows, and that's what I'm using him as an example. Like he's self-taught and is a computer master and an electrician master and a master of a whole bunch of things. Probably when he was trying to self-teach, he was like, maybe I should self-teach myself how to train people. And then he was like, no, that would be a waste of time. I could teach myself how to build a house and, you know, do other things. So the other – well, so having the degree is one thing, but also, unfortunately, just because someone is educated and has a degree – Doesn't mean that they're qualified, which is why I'm running through, you know, a checks and balances sheet to give you all the things. So, number one, they should be educated. Is so the original, you know, thing that I brought up is there anybody? I mean, we'll see if he's paying attention. But yes, I have one of my former coaches, uh, Scotty Putetti uh, from IEP. He was somebody, he was a rare person that didn't have a degree, but. The whole, everything, it was different with him because he wasn't self-taught. He was taught by Ned. And Ned, anybody that has done our internships, you learn more in an, most people say they learn more in an internship than they did in four years of going to school. Now, you can't say that, go, I'll just go anywhere and do an internship and I'll get everything that I need. The problem is the nature of the business that I created there was bringing in, you know, 10, 15, you know, interns and spending eight hours of a day teaching them the most important things. Um, but they all, they were all college kids that had the base of anatomy and physiology. So I'm not sitting there trying to tell them what muscles are. It's, it's, I was teaching them the practical application of how to train and develop athletes. So with him, he didn't go to school, but he was under, you know, he was surrounded by degreed and certified coaches Um, that were helping him along with myself, that was giving him constant develop. And the end result is he did a great job. Um, And he's still, you know, training now. So we know most people leave the field, he didn't. Um, And he's still training. And I'm hoping he's doing it to the level that I expect him to do. Because it's really hard to perform at a high level for that long. You know, but I'm talking one person, maybe two, there's somebody I'm missing my bad for the for the other person out of you know, a thousand that I've trained and developed where it worked out, you know, I, uh, but, you know, the education, you should check a box if you're if you I mean, I have it. And this isn't about me bragging about myself, but it was like, it's just you don't think about it. it's like I was really interested in this in high school and now I'm going on to college and now I need to learn something. And this is the area that I want to study and and become an expert in. So I'm going to go there. The second level is certifications. So real simple. There's three certifications and three certifications only that mean something. Number one is the National Strength and Conditioning Association. So this organization, so if you look at my credentials, I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Number one, I like that organization because you have to have a bachelor's degree to take the test. So that is... I use that as, as the equivalent of our board exam. Um, you know, if you go to, to for law, there's a board exam. So the, the what I like about the NSCA is because the other ones, I think maybe ACSM also, but the rest of these places, you can not have a college credit, go get a degree. So it helps to you know trim down, trim the fat a little bit, and narrow. So if somebody is degreed and certified, that's why when you look at all the businesses that I ran. You know, all my coaches had bachelor's degrees in exercise science or a health-related field, and were certified through the NSCA. So NSCA is one. And this goes out to people that are interested in getting into the field. Don't waste your time with all the other stuff. Just go get your degree and go to one of these two places or three. The second one is the National Academy of Sports Medicine, so NASM. So they have a performance enhancement specialist certification, you know, that's pretty good. And then in a clinical setting, so if you're working with or if you're older and you want to work with somebody that's older, ACSM, the American College of Sports Medicine. So those are your three, you know, main. If It's not one of those three. If you're trying to be a personal trainer, go to school. And, and, and then if you're trying to get the certifications, those are, I mean, and that doesn't mean you could have somebody that's unfortunately degreed and certified because I've had those. So I've had to fire those people before. Um, But most of the time, what you're doing is you're starting to trim more fat and find, you know, you're starting to narrow uh, the pool of candidates to make sure that you or your child doesn't get hurt. So after the degreed and certified, you have to start asking questions. So... In a world of social media where um, everybody can post whatever they want, for example, you have people that are in this field in the state of Connecticut that basically call up and spend all the time in everybody's DMs. They call, they contact the top hundred football players, the top hundred baseball players, bring come in for a free workout to try and get them in. They take a bunch of pictures and videos, they post it on their social media, and they're giving the illusion that they are training high-level athletes. But what they are doing is they are trying to build their name by saying they're working with professional athletes when really those guys are just coming in, making an appearance, and it's an exchange. It's a free workout for a promo. It's a photo shoot. It's a photo shoot. So, you know, if you want to call your place, whatever, uh, photo shoot, performance, whatever, that's fine. But you know, that's fooling people. And what you find is you're lower level places. Um, typically the people that do this don't have any education and they don't have any certification and they're self-taught and mm-hmm. they have been deeply embedded into the city or the area that they've been. Keep in mind, I'm a transplant. So I moved here in 2005 and knew one person. So I wasn't able to ride. If I opened up, you know, NES Sports performance, in my hometown, well, I've been there, so it's deeper roots. People are going to go with people, you know. There's a I don't want to say it's political, but you know, if you got a guy who's been in whatever North Haven for 20 years, because it's 20 years, I'm going to send my kid to him because Jimmy's good, nice guy, I guess. Don't go anywhere else. It's close to home, so people really, you know. And that's one of the ways. One of I knew coming out here. I didn't know until I created my own place, but you know, it's hard because I've relocated within the state. I was in Trumbull. I was in Oakville. I was in Westchester County. I was in Milford. I was in Seymour. I was in Hamden and now I'm in North Haven. And every time you pick up and move to a different place, you know, you have to go through the whole process of, you know, of, you know, you know, getting and building that clientele base back up. So, you have to really, you know, the, what I say is go to their Instagram or go to their Facebook and scroll and see if these people are actually in the facility, you know, routinely, if has been a one time thing, you know, just look up on it. And going by social media isn't even the best way to select. It's, it's you got to go by word of mouth, talk to the people, ask questions, you know, see how much, you know, the, anybody who trains people, I could, I'll could i give you a list of 100 people that you can call I'll give you a hundred of my former athletes to call for a recommendation. yeah, that, that's a lot of
0: people usually usually on job applications, they only ask for
1: like two or three. I'll give you a hundred.
0: um I think honestly, like what it really comes down to at the end of the day, um you know, at least if I was going through it again if you can't figure out if they're educated or certified, like right off the bat, like I would just look for experience and I would like exactly what you said, look for people who have actually worked out with, you know, the coach or the trainer and see what they have to say. Cause I know like sometimes at least when I was going through with, with trainers and stuff in high school, people would be like, Oh, you know, you should go here. They worked with like, you know, my kid or, you know, my brother or whatever. And then you go there and stuff. And you're like, oh, you know, this stud worked out here, but he came three times. You know, he barely was in the gym lifting. It was a photo shoot. But that's the guy that everyone's talking about. Like, oh, you trained, you know, this guy. Like, this is why we should all get here. It really, it's just who's going to give you the most attention, who has the most experience of like actual training and working with athletes. Like, that's what matters.
1: Yes. And also, I mean, Google it at this point in time. If you got a guy who's just training people outside in negative eight degree weather, you know, and he pulls out some agility ladders and some med balls, I mean, that's usually a pretty bad sign. So, you know, you would, you know, somebody who that's really doing this profession, they probably should have a website. They should probably have some sort of home where they train people. So, you know, just just look into it a little bit more. And also when they start to talk about ask what their philosophy is. If every athlete and every parent that comes in here, I break down basically, I talk through the anatomy of the program, and it should kind of make sense. There should kind of be a plan, maybe some testing before, mid, and after. Uh, You know, the things that you hear shouldn't be radical. So, you know, if anybody's trying to put you on a fad diet, you know, and you could pick one of the 10 fad diets that you want. Um, if you're doing something and it hurts and they're not making the appropriate progression to progress down or up, that's a negative, you know, sign or symptoms correspondence. How much are you in communication? You know, I looked one day, I texted my wife and I was like, all right, it's, it was, I texted her at, I don't know, 11 AM. And I said, how many texts have you sent to people since you woke up? And she was like, how many different people? And she was like four. And I'm like, I'm at 30 <laughs> and it's only been three hours, but I spend my whole day interacting or in communicating, corresponding with all these different athletes. Cause they all have different needs. They all have different issues, goals. There's all the stuff that's outside like nutrition and there's all these extra things. And if you have somebody that, you know, is doing a good job, they're generally going to spend time outside of on your dime, you know, to try and give you stuff if you need it. Some people need very little. Some people need a whole bunch. But that course, constant correspondence, you know, should be there. So um, just look into it a little. Just do some, please, for your child's or your own health, please do something. And if you're in the area, I mean, I'll either – I can refer you to somebody. I'll interview. have Be like, I want to go to the personal train and be like, I'll interview him for you.
0: There you go. That'd be that'd be an interesting. Conversation. I'll do the work.
1: I'll do the work for you. Yeah,
0: I mean, work should be done. I mean, it has to be done, and especially, like I know you said, like fad diets or just like you know crazy workouts. I mean, at the end of the day, you know the motto here with you is take it to the next level. You want to make it to the next level, you don't want to just absolutely kill yourself with, you know, uh, a a guy who doesn't know what they're really doing, uh, or some crazy fad diet, and you're not able to perform because you hurt yourself training, because you know, you didn't eat like you were supposed to, you didn't, you know, get all the stretching done that you were supposed to. Um,
1: And then one more thing that I forgot to bring up is, and this is something that popped in my head, I had a kid come up to me, It it was last summer or two summers ago. And I was like, dude, you need to gain weight, I was at Hamden Hall Lifting and he was like, yeah, he was like, I'm going to a place and I'm training and I'm not gaining any weight and I've been there for three months, but it's my fault. And I'm like, why is it your fault? Because I'm not eating enough. Okay, well, yes, it's your fault that you're not eating enough, but they should be on you and they should be troubleshooting. Are they creating ideas, content, changing things? How are they helping you through that process? They're not then now it's not your fault. I mean, yeah, you should, you know, because people need that boost and they need that. That's the correspondence component, which goes along to that. I'm not going to have a kid in here for three months and not gain weight if their goal is to gain weight. We won't make it that far because once we go a month and if you don't listen to what I do and if you listen to me, it's going to work, then you're out. Now, that's not what all, all my former managers wanted to hear. Because they're all looking at the business side. But at the end of the day, I don't want to, I'm not going on this journey with you unless you're, I'm putting in my work, you're putting in our work. We're going to all do it together and we're going to get to our common goal. And if you're not handling it, you should, there should not, there should never be a situation where you're trying to gain weight and you're three months deep and you haven't gained any weight.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, the reason why you want to go to a sports performance place is to achieve those goals. It's not just so you just burn money in your pocket or, you know, you shouldn't just be stuck spinning your wheels. Like, you know, everyone should be on the same page. If you're not on the same page, if you're not willing to put in the work, I, no, one's forcing you to do it. It, Maybe it's just not for you and that's okay. But you know, if your goal is to gain 20 pounds, You know, you should work with someone who is going to help you and motivate you and, you know, stay on your case to get you to put in the work. Because at the end of the day, like, I mean, I know you take a lot of pride in your athletes putting in the work and getting the results that they get. You know, that's what everyone should want.
1: That's why I was put on earth, partially, would be to do that. So, I kind of got to hold up on my been put on this earth to drain people thing. So... Uh, There you go. Do, do your research and just ask some more questions. And as I said, if anyone has any, you could always DM me, text me. Uh, I will help in any situation, wherever you're at. I have a network big enough to where normally I could, if you're too far away from here, let's get you to somebody, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna put you in the right direction.
0: Uh, yeah, so I know kind of rolling into that too, uh, looking for a strength coach, what kind of comes hand in hand with that is what kind of supplements are you going to take to, uh, you know, get your body ready and prepped and stuff like that, just kind of firing on all cylinders. Uh, so do you have any supplements that you kind of use with your I mean, I know you do, it's kind of, a, you know, I know the answer, but tell us about the supplements you use with uh, the athletes here. All right, well,
1: first off, my supplement disclaimer, uh, I use one company, uh, thorn research, thorn products. Um, I use one company because I know the people that make it. It's NSF certified. NSF is the governing body to make sure that no illegal, uh, you know, banned substances, their products are tested in a lab routinely. So you want something that's NSF certified, um, I use Thorne personally. We have a lot of good, we've had a lot of good results. I think I'm on year five, year six with them. Um, but I understand that not everybody is going to, not everybody is going to be able to necessarily grab that, but that's looking at specific, you know, a specific company, but I more want to talk about, uh, you know, individual things. So, um, and first off, this has nothing to do with performance, but there's no fat burner pill. Let's just end that. Don't I don't want anyone to ever ask me if I can take some pills to lose weight. The day that somebody comes out with a fat burner pill, ephedra worked, but that was banned like 10 years ago because yep. it was the guy that took 100 times the amount and died. He, yep. ru- he ruined it for all of us. My
0: buddy used to take those, loved them in high school. When I, when I got to
1: KO, for some reason, fat burners were all the rage. So, there is never going to be a pill. Because here's the thing. It's real simple. The genius who figures that pill out, A, it'll probably be illegal in a year. But, B, we're, everybody's going out of business. The the yeah. Who's the guy, that tests, who's the super smart Tesla guy? Oh, Elon Musk. You know, when Elon Musk creates this pill that makes everybody skinny, I mean, I'll still have a job because... I have more people that need to gain weight than lose weight. Yep. But uh anybody anybody that's in the weight loss fat loss industry, I mean it's just going to be crazy. It ain't yeah. going to happen. So there you go with your fat burners. Don't waste your money. Don't ask me tomorrow. I don't want it. Don't ask me, "Well, there's this new product by." So nutrition and su- our new nu- supplementation is a business. So people don't understand that people create supplements to make money. Like that
0: is all just flashy marketing and stuff like that. It's just in your face, just flash, flash, flash.
1: So something like is, I don't want to get sued by, but. Well, we I didn't mean, say anything bad about them. We just well, said I was their a, marketing is flash, flash. I know, right? but I'm about to say bad things about them. Uh, but look, I mean, the problem, not them specific. Well, A, there's 400 milligrams of caffeine. So when you're drinking your and this is what supplement companies do. The reason why is successful is it's in a can. It tastes pretty good. You can get it from the gas station, and they put 400 milligrams of caffeine. So your son or daughter, mostly sons, less daughters, are basically pounding a quick 400. A large iced coffee has got like 171. So you're taking in – your son or daughter is taking in like two and a half large iced coffees, and that's just an excessive amount of caffeine uh, in my opinion. I don't think you need that much. But the bigger problem is what these supplement companies do is – their job is to make money. So they spend, like you said, they spend all of their money in advertising, um, in the magazines, paying and endorsing the guys that are taking steroids to say that taking these pills will make you look like them. Um, all the before and after pictures where people are sticking their gut out. I heard one, there's it's, some of them, they'll get women who just were pregnant. Okay. Like they'll, they'll take their pre pictures the day after they get out of the hospital. Okay. So there's a lot of things that go on. I'm kind of an expert because I've had two kids. There's a lot of things that go on with the woman's body. And what you typically get is that's, I mean, everything is just full of water and stuff and everything is, you know, stretched out, not to, you know, it's a birth is a beautiful thing, but
0: I wonder what the marketing guy who pitched that idea like to the supplement companies was like it was like you know hey if we can get women the day after they give birth to take a before picture and then we say that they take our supplement and we take an after picture like a year later (laughs) that's wild
1: so that's done that's part of that's part of the strategy Wow. Um so they'll take that person and what happens if anybody that's had babies. So you be you look kind of really big and then you have your baby and then you get a pretty good amount smaller. And then so really what's happening is they're giving the illusion that this is happening or there's people that get really fat. So they'll you know somebody like me is not good cuz I'm a conservative 275, but they'll take somebody that's like 200. They'll gain a bunch of weight. And then take the picture. And then if you've recently been at a weight, you're going to get there quicker. So you can yeah. gain 40, lose 40, and get back. Because they're not trying to lose the 200 to 170. So they can get results that way. I actually thought about taking a picture of myself a before picture with, you know, my shoulders rounded, with my stomach pushed out a little bit. Yep. And then shave, maybe hit a tanning bed. You know, because you can lose. I tell everybody: shave your chest hair or your body hair, you get two percent leaner just by. Yeah. I mean, that's why bodybuilders do. That's why yeah. none of them have a hair on their body. Oh, uh, very and true. I could give you a before picture and an after picture within two hours, and I could make myself look completely different. The only thing that's stopping me from doing that is: do I want to? I don't want to put a fat pic yeah, that, of me. It takes you know. effort too. That's two hours of uh, well, of hard work. There you go, but. <laughs> Mostly, I don't want to make myself. I'm going to do it at some point in time, but I don't want to put fat pictures of me, you know, on the gram with my. Not, it's not, but it's not real fat. It's me pushing my stomach out. Yeah. So you'll see these guys. One, the stomach's pushed out. One, it's pulled in, draw in, and then they're flexed and they got a six pack. So. Yeah. I just um, push
0: my stomach out all the time. Why? I'm just. I'm just fat. Never mind. Yeah. I get it. I get it.
1: (laughs) Protein. So um, with protein, people overdo it. Uh, Generally, if you're eating the right way, you should be getting protein on your main meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner anyways. So protein, it's one a day. You want to use, I don't know, 30 to 40 grams. Um, You don't want to do more than that. On weight, on lift days, you want to have your whey protein shake you know, right after you left, that's good timing for that. So I have a a dumb
0: question, because I was told this by someone who wasn't you uh, years ago. And it just made me think of that when you said protein and how much to take. Uh, One of the crazy fat diets I was on was protein shake every three hours, and then a a small piece of of meat the size of your palm of your hand in the salad for dinner. Uh, Protein. Let's say you take like, you know, twice as much protein as you should. Do you just piss it out? That's what I was told. Whatever you do is, you know, you don't need, your body just pisses out protein. So I don't I, think that's true. Well, I told you that, and you it is, and it is true. Someone else told me that <laughs> as right, well, well, but you told, okay, then never mind. So, Sorry about that. We could cut that.
1: <laughs> no, we don't have to cut it because I, I'm going to elaborate on it um so your body can only absorb so much protein you know whether it's coming from you know nature way yeah. animals whatever oh, makes sense plant yeah. okay so the excess protein that your body it can only take in so much if you're not so that's why when you do eat you want to get it from a lot protein from a lot of different sources so what you don't want to do is just smash four pounds of chicken because that's one source which means you're gonna absorb less of that protein. Because it's only one source, so you do okay. want to eat different types of proteins, which is a challenge with vegetarians because they're not eating protein at all. So um, when you look at that, <clears throat> you basically want to go a lot of different sources, and weigh is a source, okay? But do yes, taking three see it three protein shakes a day is the same thing as eating you know chicken three times a day. And the end right. result is your excess is generally you're gonna you're gonna pee it out. Yeah, so, and the
0: same source. That makes more sense because it all comes from yeah. the same
1: source. But even if you get it from a lot of sources and take too much, people are generally doing too much protein um, because everybody thinks all these skinny weight gain guys are like, I got to drink fuck nine protein shakes, but it's not. That's not the problem. It's total overall calories because protein gotcha. is, is is low in total calories, so they need to create a calorie overload and by them just eating all the protein they're actually borderline putting themselves in a calorie deficit and that's part of the reason why they're in the situation they're in. So whey protein one a day you could use it as a meal replacement or you could do it as a post-lift and then you really don't need to do you know much more than that. It does help with helps with recovery. It helps with protein synthesis or muscle building But everybody is doing too much. And the type that you get, that's the one thing you could buy at a vitamin shop, GNC, is they don't cheapen protein that much. But generally, you just want to get whey protein. And you want to drink it within 45 minutes after you left. And you actually want to pair carbs with that also. But typically, the protein shake is just to get you home for you to get your meal with your carbohydrates and some fast-absorbing sugars to speed up recovery time. Uh, Caffeine. So I kind of stopped myself on my rant. But most of these pre-workouts, what they do is they put a ton of caffeine in there. They put low-quality creatine, which I'm going to talk about later, low-quality beta-alanine, low-quality aminos. So all the nuts and bolts of things that I just gave away, all the things that actually do work, it doesn't matter if it says that it's on the label. It's how much of that do you absorb. So when you look at something like you know a Thorne creatine, gives you 90% absorption that means if you're taking five grams four and a half here we come with the math we need a a math guy here in the corner to just bang the math out to tell me if we're right or wrong yeah but pretty great we'll leave it at 90% gets absorbed so you're you're absorbing four and a half out of five grams if you get the same creatine from a vitamin shop 20% So, you're taking in five grams, but you're only absorbing one gram. And we know that we want five grams a day to elicit a response. So, um, the problem with all the pre workouts in the world, that feeling of wanting to, you know, shake the shit out of somebody and go crazy and feel like you're all geeked up, that is just caffeine. And that is making you work harder, which theoretically is giving you, you know, better results. But what it's not, you're not getting. The creatine, beta-alanine, and all the things absorbed to help, and that's the real stuff that we need to be able to take in to help, you know, make a change. So caffeine works. When you do caffeine, you just want to make sure that you your doses should be low to high, which means start at 100 milligrams, small coffee. Then it's a drug; you're going to adapt. Then, you know, then you don't get the response from the small anymore. Then you got to go to a medium. We've all done this, and then you got to go to a large. And then you might have to go to two in a day, but drinking the eight cups of coffee every hour, your body kind of adapts to that. So dosage wise pre-workout, I believe 150 milligrams is good. We actually have something called liquid caffeine where it's just liquid caffeine. So we can dose it how we want. um, And that works out pretty good, but it's a pain because it's a lab experiment because we have, it's not all in one. We add in each individual supplement to create our pre-workout. But if you're doing it at the level that we're doing it, I mean, you should be okay with that. Um, So uh, caffeine does work. It gives you energy. I'm all for it. Pick your spots. If you're a nighttime workout guy, have your caffeine at four. And what that's going to do is it's going to give you the energy to work out. So pick your time and and it can't be, I need caffeine all day. That can't be the answer. Use it as a mode and time it. In the morning I get, because everybody's tired, but that second time that you have caffeine, try and plan it around when you're going to work out. But that doesn't mean if you work out at 10 o'clock at night, you take it at 9 because then you'll be up all night. Also, you want to get off of caffeine, even though we get the headaches and whatever. By taking those breaks, it helps, allow allows you to, when you come back, you can get that that um, that stimulant off of a low dosage. So then you, like I took, I went coffee off for two months. I'm um, saying so you don't even need to do it for two months. I did it because... Coffee messes with people's stomach. My stomach was messed up and I was like, let me take this component out and it helped my stomach, but it didn't help my mornings. But anyway, so I went off, I actually switched to tea and that worked. And then um, when I went back to coffee, small coffee, I was just just geeked up, like buzzing. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then it was a slow transition to the medium and now I went through months and now I'm just starting with the large. So that just that, that weak reset, it's good to, to check your body to, make, to let you know that you're not addicted. So there's the benefit of that. And also it drops as a dose. So that's caffeine. Creatine works. If you want to know why creatine works, my answer is Google it because I can't go off on a tangent about it. Um, I use Thorne creatine. It's the only one that you should use because it's the cheapest and most absorbable creatine in the market. Three months supply, $40. $15 a month, you're under 15, and you're covering your your pre-workout for three months. And you can add things to it, but the bang for your buck, a good creatine is the best thing you could do. Weight gain, you don't store water weight with creatine. Um, that was like 20 years ago. The only way that you're really going to store a lot of water is if you do a loading phase, and I don't do loading phases because it's not necessary, because you don't need to load as much because it's more absorbable in general. So creatine, you want to take five grams every day. Um, you want to pair on your lift days, assuming you're lifting three days a week, four days a week, you would want to take the creatine about 45 minutes after. You can't go by labels on the bottle. They're wrong. Sorry. I don't know who's putting all these wrong, that wrong information on the labels on the back of the bottle. But for a lot of this stuff, you want to take it 45 minutes before, five grams on your off days. You don't need to cycle through um, that used to be you had loading loading phases and and things like that. We don't have to do loading phases. Oh, cycling on and off. You don't have to cycle three months on, three months off. That was something that 20 years ago, 10 years ago I was doing. I mean, part of me being in the field is you go and we do continued education. So a lot of the information that I'm giving you is information that was given from me from a whole bunch of lab nerdy guys that now have 20 years of data on creatine. There's no side effects of creatine. I mean, there's minimal side effects of creatine. And the only thing you typically get is stomach discomfort. So it's simple. Start taking creatine if it makes you shit your pants and you stop. So that's simple, you know. But other than that, there's, there's no, there's not any document. Now, if you have, you know, one kidney, I actually had a kid who he only had one kidney. So in that situation, he couldn't because his body couldn't, you know, metabolize and break down the creatine so in his specific situation he couldn't have creatine but how many people are walking around with you know one kidney
0: yeah i for some reason i remember like creatine was like a big hot button issue when i was in high school i guess that was like seven eight nine ten years ago um but yeah, it, like a lot of kids didn't want to take it, and the kids took it. It's they all. Thought, mi- oh my god, I'm going to gain thirty pounds. It was really just a weird fucking time. For There's that.
1: a bunch of misinformation because what's happening is people that are taking steroids are saying that they're taking creatine, so a lot of parents think that creatine is steroids, but really that's just the cover up. And if you look at all the guys getting popped in, you know MLB, you know they're always taking something, dude. You know if. People, you are not going to get banned substances generally at GNC unless it's behind the counter, maybe. But yeah. the stuff that they sell, nobody's going to because banned substances cost a lot of money. So or if the, tainted supplements or tainted <laughs> supplements. So if you look at the, if you look at, it's not advantageous for their business to they lose you lose money if you put banned substances in, in this the stuff at GNC. It costs more. And no, they're not going to be like, Hey, let's run this new product line and we'll put steroids in it for the first month. And then, and then month two and three, we'll take it out. So you're general, they're not going to put when people are blaming that. oh, I got this from a, they all know what they're doing. They just can't go out and say, yeah, I went to the guy and got steroids. So a lot of misinformation about creatine. That's super frustrating because unfortunately even medical doctors don't know the information. The easiest thing for a doctor to say is no because that covers their ass a real doctor is gonna go like do a bunch of information and if they did a bunch of information they would come back and they'd be like hey there's minimal side effects outside of an upset stomach and it's okay to take um, and then people oh, I'm gonna get creatine naturally do you know how much creatine you have to take to from human food to get the amount that you need in a creatine supplement I not even know that four creatine in yeah human four food. pounds four pounds of raw beef. So if you want to eat four pounds of raw beef a day, then you'll get the creat. Then you don't have to take creatine. If you cook it, you you won't get that much. No, you gotta eat it raw. <laughs> That's great. You're right. So uh, so creatine, get the right one. Thorn, shout out. Maybe they'll send me a banner or a cup or something for as much as I endorse them.
0: Yeah, Thorne uh, Thorn doesn't give us any money or any
1: of that stuff, right? Really. Yeah, no, this is free endorsements. Yeah, we're all about free advertising yeah. here at NMS. Hey, if you want to advertise for free, let me know. It uh, can't be any worse than, than that situation. With that <laughs> being said, it's a very good company. Uh, beta alanine, that's a lactic acid buffer. So I don't want to go into all the breaks. People hear beta alanine, unfortunately, have to buy it from a reputable company for it to actually be absorbable. All the stuff in your pre-workout that you take in the refrigerated can, uh, that's probably not that absorbable. But if used, it's great for weight gain. It basically lowers the when you when you lift and the muscles start to burn. That's increasing the the blood lactate. So in you that burn is acid. When acidity gets too high in the blood, it basically makes everything shut down. So the part of the reason why you fail outside of the Golgi tendon organ, which I'm not going to get into, but the blood lactate gets too high. So by taking something and all beta alanine is, it's a concentrated amino acid. It's an amino acid. It's protein. Yeah. No, I don't want to take beta alanine. That's going that's steroids. No, it's protein. <laughs> So this, but it's a a specific, you know, protein, amino acid uh, in a high high dose.
0: Those were the black betas back in the day. Black betas,
1: eight ball nutrition, best beta alanine, best company ever. Those were great, yeah. But they are no longer with us, not because of the quality of the product, because all the back end greed that happened in that company. Um, so it basically lowers the pH level in the blood to allow you to sustain and lengthen out your workouts, which means if you are trying to get bigger, you're going to get more total volume. If you're trying to get stronger, you're going to get more breakdown in those rep ranges. So it's great. Um, it's great for size and it helps with recovery time also. So that works. Aminos, amino acids, basically best to use before training and during and after, so it helps speed up recovery time. But the big thing is, and I think I said this in the first podcast, is the best way to lose weight is go do cardio in the morning on an empty stomach and with amino acids, You know, just take your aminos and then go. The aminos are gonna help preserve your lean mass and you already have low carb stores because your glycogen levels are lowest in the morning and that allows you to get into fat, fat oxidation quicker. So that's what we use. That would be a, a time when you would need aminos. And then if I have a weight, like a person trying to not lose weight. So for a weight gain guy who, ha- who goes into a baseball season and he has a coach that's going to run the shit out of him by taking aminos before they run the shit out of him, that's going to help preserve his lean mass to help minimize the weight loss that's done and the unnecessary conditioning that they're doing.
0: Baseball runs a lot. I know a lot of baseball guys and they condition a lot. Yeah. They I don't can, know why
1: it's an anaerobic sport and that's just bad bullshit. That's passed down year after year after year running polls since 62. Oh, yeah. Yo, it's not 1962 anymore. <laughs> um, so that's beta alanine and aminos. Uh, I'm not going to go into multivitamins, but they have to work because when I take them two hours later, it makes my pee green. So that means it has to be doing something. Um, and that's the B vitamins that you're peeing out. So but it can't hurt. As I said, Thorn, I use their multi. Uh, and and those are good. And then there's some of the suspect stuff like glutamine. Eight ball made a great glutamine that helped speed it was basically like a sewing machine. You could do crazy high volume next day and you smash twenty grams of, of glutamine after minimal soreness the next day. That's but great. Um, but there's not the the studies and the lab nerdy guys have determined what works. This is the wrap up uh, protein works, but not to excess caffeine works, but dose it the way that I said creatine works and there's minimal side effects and you have to get the right one beta alanine aminos. Those are your that's your what works and everything else generally goes into not including turmeric and vitamin d and whatever new celery juice my uh, dad's actually drinking a lot of celery juice now so i mean there is now research is coming out that there's health benefits of celery which 10 years ago they said all that celery was was water and there was no health benefits um That's and the why other was one told to eat it was because it was water and it's no calories well, so just
0: eat your fucking celery and peanut butter there
1: you go Uh, and then, you know, apples, I'm not going to sit here and talk about apple cider vinegar. That shit's nasty. I'm sure it helps because anything that tastes that bad has to be good for you. Um, but I've had friends and family take that, but that is the, the household throwback stuff. I'm not going to go into. So, uh, supplements, do your research, uh, try and get NSF certified, especially if they're athletes, uh, and, and use the ones that don't work and don't buy into all the new stuff and claims. You can generally say whatever you want on labels. So that really doesn't, uh, that really doesn't, you know, solve just by looking at what's on the bottle. That's not really going to take you to where you need to go. So, yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Um, so that'll wrap it up for this episode. Uh, the way we're going to do this, uh, you know, moving forward, I guess, is we're going to be doing new episodes every two weeks, we're going to be dropping them on Sundays. Uh, so I guess the next episode we'll be doing uh, will come out Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but yeah, probably will want to listen to that Monday or something like that, or listen to it Sunday before, you know, whenever you want. Um, and we're going to be talking about specialization in sports on that one. Uh, you know, kind of what you should do uh if you want to just kind of play one sport if you should play two kind of the benefits the cons of doing that.